How's it going, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his living room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's uh, a nice evening out here. It was warm today out in Fresno. Did you get any of that heat? Uh, I was inside most of the day, so <laughs> no. <laughs> you prima donna. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Cody, before we start getting into it, I know I noticed on your Instagram that you went to uh, Disneyland with your family. So why don't you tell the folks how your uh, trip went this past weekend? Oh, it was great. Um, spent uh, Saturday at the park until I got <clears throat> sick, and then I had to bail like a sissy. And then the next day it was pouring rain. So I said, uh, I don't think we should go for the second day. And the wife said, we're going to go on the second day. So we compromised and we went on the second day <laughs> and it was pouring rain. And uh, yeah, the magical, magical kingdom is not so magical when it rains. So I'm just going to say it was, it was great, but soggy. So that is a, that's a big thing for me is I hate being wet and not being able to get dry. Yeah. Like if I go to this, if I go to the snow, I know I'm going to end up in it. And even if I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go in the snow. I'll just like hang around there. No, I still always end up in it somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. And then I'm wet. And because you're in the snow, you're cold. You'd never get dry. And I just am such a, I'm a little pansy when it comes to it. Okay. I'm just so annoyed with it um but uh yeah nothing's worse than being soggy all day i can tell you that i agree (laughs) okay all right Uh, at least i'm not the only person well everyone enough of that bull crap um (laughs) we had a busy weekend this past weekend uh the xfl started which was really cool uh we'll kind of go into uh what we um enjoyed about the xfl and kind of maybe what we expect going forward um, we also have the NBA All-Star Game coming up, uh, I believe, tomorrow uh, with the Rising it, yep. Stars. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about the uh, format. We're also going to go into who we think is going to win the skills competition, the three-point contest, slam dunk competition, and then oh, who is going to win the All-Star Game overall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also we had the uh, trade deadline this past week. Um, just uh, finish, and uh, well, we'll talk about, well, I guess the biggest trade that happened, not the most significant trade, but the biggest trade that happened, so we'll talk about that. So it's all good stuff, Cody, so uh, stay tuned. Let's get started. Cody well you know what the XFL started and it was a really cool thing to have the Super Bowl end and right after the next week there was still more football Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was a completely different league something brand new Um, it looked really good Mm -hmm. Um, but before we get into the whole XFL thing um, I did kind of want to run down the history of the XFL because the XFL did get a startup in uh, 2000 2001 Mm-hmm. and um they had a deal with nbc mm-hmm. as their football league well unfortunately it only lasted one season and they were done for mm-hmm. 
what happened though was NBC was under the impression that XFL was going to be a football league, uh-huh. something that might possibly rival the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, what the XFL was understanding was we're making a football league that's for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. not a legitimate football league, something kind of like a WWE where you still get the sport, but you're going to get some drama mixed in with that, right. you know, some storylines, whatever, whatever uh, it be. Right. So the XFL was not supposed to be legitimate. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be for fun. And um, NBC was under the impression of another thing, and that's basically why they ended um, the XFL after one season. So it was kind of unfortunate. So when the XFL actually came back this year, a lot of people were a little worried that it might not work. But what the XFL did, and I think they did very smartly, they came out and said, listen, this is a legitimate football league. This is a league that we're not trying to rival the NFL. Mm -hmm. We're trying to help players who are trying to get in the NFL mm-hmm. or at least are trying to put some tape out there that maybe they can go to the Canadian football league or they can go to the practice squads of the NFL teams or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, we're trying to help kids get to where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So I really commend XFL for actually doing this. Um, good for them mm-hmm. for acknowledging, listen, we only have eight teams versus the NFL with 32 teams. Right. So. We're just trying to do a uh, – really, we're just trying to help these kids um, get to their goals. So mm-hmm. um, I really respect the XFL for being like, whoa, hold on. We're going to get these like main – you know, Fox and ESPN, but we're not, we're not going there with the NFL. Right. Um, so it was really, really neat to, uh, uh, to see that. But, Cody, I know you were at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how you thought of the XFL with what you watched. I know you didn't get to watch all of it, but what did you think of the XFL um, in the beginning? So um, the little bit that I did watch, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the talent wasn't nearly as bad as I had anticipated. Um, Honestly, there's a lot of talented football players that they were still able to get in the league. And you can tell that they were a lot more polished, um, you know, with a somewhat of a training camp and, uh, getting familiar with actually offensive systems being implemented and, you know, having somewhat of a legitimate team, uh, you know, they felt like a, they felt like a good team. Um, still some slow moments though. I mean, other than that, the play clock is only 25 seconds rather than 40 for the NFL. So the game was a lot quicker, but um, you know, some good explosive plays. Obviously there was a couple of teams uh, that were, that scored a lot of points and a, you know, some defensive battles, but, um, for the most part, it was very entertaining. I thought, um, also make note too, that there's, um, some former NFL players that are there, some former big time college players, some, some college players that eligibility ran out. Um, and so, you know, there's some familiar names, uh, Cardell Jones is there, uh, Landry Jones as well. I think Josh, uh, Johnson is, uh, one of the quarterbacks in the league as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a variety of other players as well are on said teams. And, um, you know, also a lot of, uh, a lot of unknown college players are ones that, uh, you know, they just weren't good enough to get drafted. So it's another opportunity for them to play, but yeah, overall, I actually thought it, it was good. I look forward to, uh, the new games that are coming up this, uh, new weekend that'll be here. Um, new batch of games and, you know, see if we'll actually get to see two forward passes, uh, before the line of scrimmage and see how they implement that and see a little bit more um, 
you know, wild uh, point after conversion, see how that turns out and maybe get a couple of kickoff return touchdowns. I don't know. So we'll see, man, this league's pretty exciting with those rules and, you know, maybe the NFL will adopt a few of them, but for now it's, it's a good little piece of football in the spring. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I agree with you that some of the rules that they have are really cool. You know, obviously with the kickoff, the punt, um, you know, I, you mentioned the double pass, uh, which is pretty neat. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. As long as you're behind the scrimmage, what harm is it really doing? Right. You know, all that jazz. So um, I agree. The replays were really impressive. I love how they do the replays. Um, it was kind of like watching. They had the one, I think it was like a fumble or something. And they're doing it and like showing you exactly how they're going through the process. And they're relaying all this information directly to the ref and to the TV uh, people. And you're just like, man, why has it never been like this? Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, you don't really think about it when you're watching the NFL. Like, oh, you know, you always say, man, I wish we could know what's in there. And then all of a sudden, XFL was like, oh, yeah, we'll show you what, what goes on. Uh-huh. And you were like, holy crap, this is awesome. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool thing. I like how they did that. I thought the refs did a great job of swallowing their whistles, uh-huh. not really um, making or breaking any of the games, which right. I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm just getting over a cold, so you might hear me sniffle a lot. So I'm sorry in in advance, but um, you know, I I really did like that the refs would sometimes throw the flag in anticipation that there might have been a bad hit, mm-hmm. and so they would replay it and say, "Nope, everything was good. Okay, as long as we're okay." So they would throw it in precaution. But also they would swallow it in precaution too. So um, right. I really, I really liked what they did. So uh, kudos to the XFL for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought they re- did really well though is a lot of their, um, a lot of the defenses were really good, which made you know I like defense, so uh, that made it a lot more interesting for me. Mm-hmm. But what I was really pleased with was to see Cardo Jones do really well. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really pleased with uh PJ Walker had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, he's kind of the typical quarterback that you see nowadays where he's a guy who can run um uh, but also can throw and so you have to worry about both. Mm-hmm. Um so it was very it was very interesting. Um you know, at first I thought the same way that you thought was the whole um you know, maybe the product isn't going to be that good. But then if you really do think about it, um, it's only eight teams. So mm-hmm. the competition is going to be fairly even in that instance. I mean, when they expand, you know, if they expand, I should say. Right. And if they are going to expand, wait five years for the love of God. Don't try and <laughs> advance it. Um But that's a story for another time. But um I just uh I, I really think that the xfl is really going to work and i really like that like i said in the beginning i really like that they said we're not trying to rival the nfl what we're trying to do is help these guys um get to a goal that they have maybe possibly get in the nfl or like i said canadian league or whatever it may be so yeah um good job by xfl i thought it was a good successful weekend yeah and i can't wait for this weekend uh for some more games yeah for sure well, all right. Well, we talked about the XFL. We enjoyed the XFL. But now we're going to be talking about NBA because, well, NFL is done and NBA is almost, we're about two-thirds of the way done Yep. in the NBA season. 
and uh, that means the all-star game is coming up mm-hmm. and uh what i what we found out a uh, couple i think i believe it was two weeks ago um where the nba actually changed the format of the all-star game yes um and so there's going to be you know different set of rules in in the quarters Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also going to be honoring Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, uh, who obviously passed away with seven others on a helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how you felt the format of the new all-star game is and uh, what you thought about the, um, them honoring Kobe Bryant and Gianna. Well, um, honoring uh kobe and gianna i think is really cool i think it'll be very um uh it'll be a very awesome sight to see you know one team having uh the number two jersey in honor of gianna and then 24 for for kobe i think that'll be great a good honor to him the next step now is for the nba to change the logo over to kobe i think that would be that i think that'd be fantastic to see as well uh, but yeah. briefly, I'm going to just kind of review the All-Star Game format, the the new format that you just mentioned, Drew. Uh, so the first three quarters are timed at 12 minutes like a normal quarter. However, each score is reset every quarter. So after quarter one, the score is reset to zero for quarter two and so on and so forth. Um, now, the, the good thing about this uh, format is that uh, each team captain, LeBron and Giannis, have chosen different uh, Chicago-based charities, and the winner of each quarter will get uh, $100,000 donated to the charity that they are playing for. Um, and then the fourth quarter is uh, when the there will be a target score. So we'll use the example of LeBron. If he has 100 points after three quarters, you add 24 in honor of Kobe. That's the target score. And if Giannis starts the fourth quarter at 90, um, and again, with LeBron having 100, then the score 124, uh, Giannis's team has to get to 124 before Kobe in this sense to win the game. So they'll be playing from behind, but the, the whole fourth quarter is untimed. So which means that if it, you know, if it takes an hour to get there, it takes an hour to get there, man. There's no 12-minute game clock on this one. Yeah. Uh, and which is really cool because uh, I think they're kind of adopting the big three format in a sense where it's the score – it's it's the score is what's needed to win not the clock so yeah that which means there will be some sort of game winner somewhere in this game so which will be really cool and then the winner of this fourth quarter will actually win uh $200,000 for the charity of their uh of uh of their choice selected so i i honestly like looking over at those rules i really like them it's a different kind of change of pace than you know the fourth the whole four quarters time like a normal game I kind mm-hmm. of feel like that the players will actually be a little bit more competitive now that there's only three quarters at a time and each score is reset. So, you know, there's a reason to play hard all 12 minutes without getting injured, of course. And then the fourth quarter, I think, will be a lot of fun. That'll be probably when it gets most competitive just because, you know, every point counts and defensive stops matter because if one team is well ahead and you're trying to get to that target score, you really need a lot of defensive stops to really catch up. So, I think that's a really good idea. Um, I, I honestly like this format. I can't wait to see it on Sunday. So uh, what's your opinion on it, Drew? Well, um, <clears throat> I, I like the charity aspect of it because it does make it a little more competitive because obviously you want to make – you want to win more money for your charities, um, which I respect. Um, I don't. I really don't know how to feel about the 0-0 score every, every quarter. I mean – I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, well, you don't know what 
what the score is, but I imagine there's there's smart players. Um, they're going to be able to add all the <laughs> points that they had during the game. Um, so, I mean, I don't really know how to feel about that, but uh, the fourth quarter rule where, um, you you know, they add 24 points to it, I think that's a respectable number, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, honoring Kobe, but also um, that's a, I mean, you see nowadays in regular seasons, I mean, teams are scoring 30 points every quarter. Right. So, you know, doing 24 is, you know, it's not that um, big of a change. So I, I imagine it'll be roughly around the same time. Mm-hmm. But I like that you're not battling the clock, that you're battling the score. Um, to me, I, I like that a lot. So, um, it, I mean, I, I'm hit and miss with it. I, I'm kind of feeling different about the first three quarters. The fourth quarter, I kind of like the idea of it. Uh, but definitely the charity stuff, I, I do enjoy. But I do want to give a hand clap if you can hear it. Um, I want to give a hand clap to the NBA for honoring um, not only Kobe Bryant and having Team Giannis wear 24, but honoring Gianna Bryant. Yeah. Because Kobe went and saw a lot of NBA games and not just Laker games. Mm-hmm. It was also um, he would go watch just random NBA games where maybe he was in that city and was like, hey, I'm going to go see this game. And Gianna was always with him. These players knew who Gianna was. I mean, when he was in the all-star game, she was there always like hanging around him. So, right. um, you know, these players knew who she was. And so I, I like that they weren't only honoring Kobe Bryant with wearing the 24 and eight. Um, they went with 24 for Bryant for Kobe and, and um, two for Gianna. So yeah. uh, good job to the NBA for, for doing that. I mean, a lot of people might say it's kind of a little corny or it's going too much, but um, I don't think, I think it's the least that they could do, especially yeah. after the whole outpouring of uh, when Kobe, Kobe and Gianna did pass away. I think it really shows that how much he meant to the game of basketball and what yeah. better way than, than the all-star game, which is exactly where Kobe was uh, probably, in my opinion, the best uh, NBA all-star player. I mean, yeah. every all-star game when he was in it, he was not going to let up. So uh, yeah, good yeah. job, NBA, on that one. Yep, I agree. All right, Drew. Well, uh, so some of the stuff that actually comes up before Sunday for the All-Star Game is a couple of uh, events. So Friday night is the Celebrity Game along with the Rising Stars Game, which is always a fun one to watch. And then Saturday, I think, is really the uh, – I think is a really uh, good lineup this year. Got the Skills Challenge, the Dunk Contest. And, of course, I think I think we can almost say that the three-point contest is getting a little bit more excite – is getting more popular than the – than the dunk contest, don't you think? I mean, nowadays the NBA's tr- uh, transitioning to three pointers. That you know, there's a lot more big name guys in three pointers uh, for three point contests than there are the dunk contests. It seems like no. Yeah, no. I I'm one of those people. I I like the three point contests a lot better. But I've always been like that because I've never been a really good dunker, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and especially on a ten foot you know rim I I can't really dunk so um you know I've more I've been more fascinated with you know the three-point contest and yeah. all that so I yeah I I'm with everyone but I think it's more of of a selfish thing because I'm so angry that I can't dunk so I'm like I don't want to watch other people dunk and you're taller than me so how do you think I feel I just look <laughs> up and, you know anyway so uh first competition that'll be up on Saturday will be the skills contest there is 
a lot of good players uh, recently added to Shea Gillis Alexander for Derek Rose. Uh, so with the list in front of you, Andrew, who do you think is going to win the skills competition this year? Okay. Well, first I usually look at um, who's got good speed, not it doesn't have to be the fastest guy, but who's got good speed or decent speed mm-hmm. and who's a good shooter. Because what they do is they go through that little, uh, those bamboo sticks, they go through those bamboo <laughs> sticks and then they got to make a pass into this little small hole. You uh-huh. get three tries at it. If you don't make it on all three tries, you just basically grab another ball and you go make a layup and then you run down the court and try and hit a three. So first of all, if I'm NBA, if you're changing all the all-star game format, uh-huh. change the skills competition, make it so they have to make it into the hole. Right. Because it blows my mind that there are people who miss that, who don't make the ball in that hole, the whole competition, and they still win the whole thing. Yeah. I've seen it so many times and it bugs the living daylights out of me. So NBA, change it next year. Make them have to. Make them stay there until they make that pass <laughs> because it's not a skills competition if you don't make that pass. <laughs> anyway. Okay, are you going to answer the question or are you going to patronize everybody? <laughs> besides all that, um, <laughs> let's see. You got Patrick Beverly, Sabonis, Middleton, Tatum. Tatum won it last year, and then yes. Dinwiddie won it the year before he did. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I assume those are mainly the favorites. I like Siakam. I would honestly take Tatum, but I just don't think he's going to win it back-to-back years. So I'm actually going to go with Chris Middleton because okay. he's a pure shooter. He's not super fast, mm-hmm. uh, but he's actually gotten a lot better with his passing. Um, so I think he'll actually make it in the uh-huh. passing hole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, it really does help when you when you can hit that shot quick yeah. um, at the last moment. So I, I'm going to pick Chris Middleton. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if Siakam won it, Dinwiddie, Tatum. Uh, Sabonis, uh, Gilgis, I mean, honestly, any one of these. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to pick Middleton. What about you, Cody? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the hometown kid, uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, you're right. Uh, you know, you don't have to be the fastest guy in order to win this competition. I was watching a, I was watching last year's competition, and uh, I think who was the player that was uh, – I think it was Trey Young went against Jason Tatum last year in the finals and Trey Young flew past him and Tatum from half court just tossed up and he made it and he ended up winning. <laughs> yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, you absolutely don't have <laughs> I to, forgot about that. to win. But um, honestly, I think in this case, I'm going to go with Patrick Beverly. I think obviously he's a super aggressive and competitive mm-hmm. player. Um, I think he will make a, I think he will make the necessary pass mm-hmm. into the obstacle to move on. But uh, I think the only thing I'm worried about is his three-point shooting isn't the greatest, but I think uh, he'll come in clutch because he's uh, in Chicago, his hometown, and he's going to want to do well. So uh, that's what I'm thinking in terms of uh, of who's going to win the skills competition. And it's a wild card. I mean, Patrick Beverly is known for defense and sometimes not a whole lot of offense. So it'll be a pleasant surprise to see him do well in this competition if he does. So. Yeah. Well, okay, Cody. So we talked about skills competition. So what about the three-point contest? You have Devontae Graham. Uh You have Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young, 
Buddy Heald, Davis Bertans, Joe Harris, and now newly acquired Devin Booker. Who you got? I am going to go with the defending champion, Joe Harris. Um, he is shooting 40% this year from three as of when I looked up these notes, which was on Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> it's probably changed. It could have gone up by a couple points or not. But uh, I just like Joe Harris. Uh, he's uh, the already reigning champion. He's got a really good stroke. I think, uh, honestly, when he first did it last year, we were taken by surprise with him. And I think he's going to be one of those uh, repeat champions. Um, I know that Devin Booker, he's a he's a pure shooter as well, but I really don't see anybody here other than maybe Trey Young who's going to rival Joe Harris. So I think Joe Harris is going to is going to win this competition and repeat. So that's who I that's who I'm selecting, and uh, it should be a lot of fun though. I mean, a lot of these guys are shooters, you know. So I'm hoping I'm wrong that uh, he doesn't run away with it, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, who do you have winning this contest, Drew? Well, okay. First, I was going to pick Damian Lillard because he was in it before um, Devin Booker. Uh huh. So, I I was going to pick Lillard, okay. and I usually look at the uh, who's got a quick release. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was going to pick Lillard, and he, you know, hits it from everywhere and anywhere. So yep. I was like, why not? I think that's a pretty safe pick. But, of course, then I read today that uh, Devin Booker takes his place. So I was like, dang it, what the heck? Um, <clears throat> man, I, you know what? I, I kind of don't want to say this, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to go with Devin Booker because he's been in it before. He's won it before. Um, you know, I think Zach Levine is a uh, scary guy because he's been working on his three and he's gotten a lot better with it. Um, but also, um, I do like Joe Harris. I just don't think he's going to repeat and Trey young. Now I was thinking about buddy healed as well, but all in all, I I think it's going to be Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker's just got that quick release and he's got that, um, just pure shot. And so I got, I got to give it to Devin Booker, especially since he kind of was snubbed for the all-star game. Right. And now he's just kind of a reserve. I think, uh, I think he's a, he's a man on a mission right now. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Well, I think we're going to get to the most pressing one, which is the dunk contest. So, uh, so drew with the, uh, players that are due to compete, Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon, uh, Derek Jones, Jr. And Pat, Connaughton. Who do you <laughs> think is going to win the dunk contest? Okay, so I did want to start out by saying this. I don't think it's Pat Connaughton has – I don't want to say he has no chance, but I think he's a good dunker, but I don't think he's that creative with his dunks. Sure. Um, Aaron Gordon, I really like. Derek Jones Jr., I really like. He's a high flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think Dwight Howard has a chance because he's actually thinner than when he actually won the dunk contest a few years back with Orlando. Uh-huh. Um, but I just don't think he's going to be as creative as he used to be. Um, so I think it's between Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. And I think Gordon really wants to win it because when Zach Levine beat him, mm-hmm. was it four years to this day? Yeah. Um, so I think Aaron Gordon is on a mission. 
And that's honestly why I pick him uh, over Derek Jones Jr. I, I just think Gordon is going to come up with some really interesting stuff. I mean, he came up with some brilliant stuff yeah. uh, when he was in it. Right. Um, and so I don't see him not doing that again. So I pick Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not too bad of one. I would say that, you know, in those four years, there's been some injuries on Aaron Gordon's side that has, uh, that may prevent him from being as uh, high flying as he was. Uh, I, I have a feeling that Dwight Howard is just going to give us the same three dunks that he did to win his first and second championship. So I'm going to say Derek Jones Jr. is going to be my pick. He's uh, younger. I think he's going to have a little bit more explosive hop than uh, everybody else. And that Pat kid, um, God bless you, but I don't think you're winning. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, thanks for coming. Here's a T-shirt. And, uh, you know, don't forget to tip your waitress and have a great day, you know. But uh, definitely picking Derek Jones Jr. for this competition. And I'm hoping it's not a snooze fest. I mean, 2016, we are really fortunate with some – fantastic dunks by Gordon and Levine and I'm not saying that this is what that you know we're going to get that level but I'm hoping that it's somewhat close and creative yeah uh, because last year's dunk competition what I mean was okay I mean it was and almost went back to being a snooze fest like it was the previous few years before the 2016 dunk contest so yeah that's who I've got going on over here so you know hopefully it hopefully the dunk contest will represent and it won't be a shooter's night. I mean, we're going to have to start. I hope so. Yeah, we're going to have to start adding trampolines to the dunk contest or something, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, they, they should have added the, uh, what was it, that Cougar? Did you see the, in college basketball, it was like yeah. some halftime show where the, the, the cheerleaders point line. threw him. That was such an impressive dunk. I was like, holy crap, why is he not in the dunk contest? Do you, do you remember when they had slam ball way back in the day? It was, they had four trampolines, two, one oh, on the yes. basket, one on the three yes. point line, two on the sides. That was a classic. Why don't we have that back again? I know. I always wanted to play that. We had one here in Fresno. Uh, there was a place that, that did it, but they were always sold out or like, you know, booked for months. Yeah. You could never get into it. So I was always bummed. But yeah, I, I remember that. That was such a cool, cool they thing. Would jump and I remember the they, line and they would almost leap yeah. over the stadium just to dunk the ball. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, slam ball. Oh. And we're old. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Cody. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you bring up slam ball, there's, there's there's no going back. Um, all right, Cody. Well, we talked about all the festivities that happened before the All Star game, but I think now it's time to talk about the actual All Star game mm-hmm. uh between Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Okay. Uh, they both picked their respective teams, and uh, well, I think all there is to ask is who do you have winning and why? That's a tough one. Um, one team is extremely stacked, and the other team is a uh, is a bit skinny. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Team Giannis, though. I think that he's got some long players, and he's got just enough players that shoot from range to uh, to make it an interesting game. Um, and you got someone like a pit bull, like Jimmy Butler, who, you know, hopefully he takes this game as competitively as every other game. Uh, Donovan (laughs) Mitchell is such a competitive guy and you got some defensive with Rudy Gobert and, uh, uh, Siakam, you know, he's a, he's a really great, uh, he's a really great player in terms of shooting and ball handling. So I think team Giannis is, uh, 
is uh, got a good team, and uh, of course, him himself, he's gonna be on, he's gonna be playing, so you know he's gonna dominate. So I I think Team Giannis is gonna take this one home. Um, I will say this: I think it's gonna be closer than what people think. I think it is gonna be a closer game. Um, but from what I see and what I've seen from the uh, All Star games in the past, now I know the format's a little bit different, and we talked about that earlier, but. Um, I think that team LeBron is going to win and it's because he has all the shooters. I mean, all the shooters that they have uh, are guys who can hit it from anywhere at any time. Now, I do think the reason I feel like it's going to be a closer game is because Giannis has all the bigs. So these guys who are shooters are going to settle for a lot of these long distance shots. Mm -hmm. And I think over time, you're not going to hit them all the time. So eventually you're going to be missing and that's going to be a lot of rebounds for team Giannis. And I think that's going to create a lot of fast breaks, but luckily LeBron has all the speed as well. So I'm going to pick team LeBron, but I do think it will be closer than what people may imagine. Cause I know a lot of people are making jokes about uh, Giannis because uh, I saw a tweet the other day where it was, it was the rosters and someone wrote Giannis should never ever become a GM in the NBA. Right. And that yep. just made me laugh. But um I think he knew what he was doing. I think he wanted all the bigs. I think he's trying to prove make a point that bigs are still useful. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a big himself. So um, you know, I just feel like uh Team LeBron though has all the shooters and they got he has all the clutch shooters too, to be perfectly honest. So yeah. I'm going with uh with Team LeBron. All right. Well, We'll see. I mean, best team will win on Sunday, that's for sure. So, okay. So, to the most important topic, not uh, <laughs> not the least, of course, because it's last. But um, so, uh, trade deadline pass. And the biggest uh, splash trade I think we can agree on was D'Angelo Russell was traded to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Minnesota received uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Evans, and Spellman. And uh, Golden State received Wiggins first round pick in the 21 draft and a second round pick in the same year's draft, um, which is not the only trades that Golden State made throughout that trade deadline, but that's the most pressing one. So Andrew, I'll ask you, who do you think is going to make a bigger impact long-term for their team, Andrew Wiggins or D'Angelo Russell? Well, I think it's going to be D'Angelo Russell. And the reason I say that is to be perfectly honest, a lot of people are talking about Wiggins is kind of the uh, is a better shooter version of Harrison Barnes in the Warriors team. And what a lot of people don't realize was Harrison Barnes was a great defense defender, mm-hmm. and that was the bread and butter of the Warriors of them being so successful or to start being so successful, and why they won their. Uh, NBA championship the first year Mm -hmm. it was Draymond Green was this tough defender was kind of like a Charles Barkley type guy Um, you had Clay Thompson who not only can hit shots whenever and whenever he needed to Mm -hmm. um, he was also one of the better defenders you had Harrison Barnes who was a great defender and uh, because he was starting to get wide open because they had to worry about Steph Curry and Clay Thompson Mm -hmm. you know Harrison Barnes did hit a few shots now, Wiggins is going to be in that same type of an offense, but he's not as good as a defender as what Harrison Barnes was. And I don't feel like Wiggins is going to 
make that huge impact that they think he's going to. Now, the other thing is that everyone's saying, well, it's good that he got out of Minnesota because Minnesota wanted him to be the guy uh, before, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns. But they wanted him to have that dog in him. Right. Well, Wiggins didn't have that. And a lot of people are saying, well, this is going to be good for him to go to the Warriors. Now he has to be the three guy, so he doesn't have to worry about any of that other stuff. He can just be, you know, a role player and stuff. But no one's ever sat back and thought, what if he doesn't want to? What if he does want to be the guy? What if that is what he wanted? That's why he enjoyed staying with Minnesota. Because let's not forget, he actually re-signed with them. He's not on his rookie contract still. He had to re-sign with them. So I'm not sure how it's going to work. I mean, I'm not sure he wants to be the third guy. He might want to be the second guy or the first guy. Who knows? But I I just don't know if I see it working. But the other reason is D'Angelo Russell is good friends with Carl Anthony Towns. And I think the chemistry between those two is already going to be there. Now, they haven't played with each other a lot, so I think they're still going to have to learn things. So I think next right. year you're going to see a big time step up between their team chemistry. But I think also what was the problem in Minnesota was Wiggins and Cat kind of butted heads. Mm-hmm. Now with you have D'Angelo Russell on the same page and Carl Anthony Towns, that's going to make the whole team be better. Not just those two. The whole team chemistry is going to be built up. And also D'Angelo Russell is a really good facilitator. He's a guy who can make a great pass. And Carl Anthony Towns is going to really benefit from that. So I think you're going to see Carl Anthony Towns' numbers go up. And I think you're also going to see D'Angelo Russell assists go up. But what's also good about Russell is he's a spot-up shooter. He can he can hit a uh, pick-and-pop. He can uh, catch and shoot if he needs to, which I think Wiggins was able to, but he wasn't. I think Russell is definitely a better three shooter than Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Wiggins three numbers this year, but I don't think he's ever been an elite three shooter. I right. think he's been a good, um, you know, uh, shot maker, mm-hmm. uh, but not necessarily a three shooter. So yeah. I think the Timberwolves are going to be a lot better team wise. And I think uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to be a lot happier. And I think also Carl Anthony Towns, will be a lot happier as well. And I think he'll actually be way better uh, next year. Yeah. Obviously, these this year for the Warriors and the Timberwolves is pretty much a lost cause. For sure. Um, so that's just kind of my thought. Um, Cody, What I mean, who do you think is benefiting more? I think uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to benefit a little bit more out of this than D'Angelo Russell. Your points about Russell teaming with Towns and the chemistry that they already have and now that they're playing together will obviously show on the court. Um, and I think the reason why Wiggins wasn't able to get, um, get support from the franchises, I don't know if maybe he was really, I don't know. He had a, he had a, um, kind of, I don't want to say the short end of the stick, but he was traded there for, uh, for Kevin Love when LeBron was there. Um, and then they brought in Jimmy Butler a couple of seasons ago and Jimmy Butler basically just turn this basically just sunned him all the time I don't think I think really more or less bruised his confidence rather than lifting him up so now when it was Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns a lot of people were saying that Andrew Wiggins he's a nice player but he's not a franchise player for being a number one pick zero all-star selections and really he's just a he's just an above average starter and they were hoping for somebody that was going to be this dominant player 
and he's just not turning out to be that. But I think the reason why is because, you know, maybe not every night he needs to be the number one guy. A team like Golden State that has a lot of weapons, such as Steph Curry, you've got Thompson, uh, even Looney at sometimes. Not saying that they're going to run the offense through him, but if he's got the hot hand, Draymond Green even, eventually when they fill out their bench because I say fill out their bench because they they have accrued one, two, three, four, five, six, seven draft picks since January when they made all these trades. And a majority of these draft picks are in the 2020 um, draft class. And we can almost bet that they're going to have a high draft pick in this upcoming year's draft because they have, I think, the worst record in the league, if I'm not mistaken, which is ironic because they, the cha- they were in the championship just last year. But anyways, um, I think Andrew Wiggins will benefit because they're going to probably treat this like a uh, like uh, KD in the sense of not that he's the number one option, but on any given night, it can either go to Clay, it can go to Steph, or it can go to Wiggins, that three-headed monster, or they can all three have it at one point in time. But, um, you know, Wiggins has showed some improvement. He hasn't shot anything higher than 33% from three-point in his career just as an average. But, you know, if he's going to shoot volume just like that team does, you know, like he can probably just pick a lot of spots and he'll have maybe a good productive number because of, as of right now, he's shorting, he's shooting about between 42 and 45% from three in the few games that he's already played. So he's already shooting better from three just to start. And I think with having more weapons next year with Curry and Thompson is going to really benefit him. And I think he will actually fit in pretty nicely with that team. He doesn't have to be a guy that dominates the ball. He can play off the ball. He can play defense if he has to. He's not the go, he's not the go-to guy every single night, but you know maybe when he runs a second unit with Draymond Green, he's the scoring option rather than Draymond Green, who's never a, a natural scorer, uh, mm-hmm. more of a defensive guy. So I think that's yeah. where we'll see Wiggins flourish with D'Angelo Russell. I think he's going to be the same player that he is everywhere else. He's going to shoot a lot of threes. He's a good ball handler. He's going to pass the ball a lot. I just don't know if Minnesota is going to put enough pieces around. Towns and Russell to make them really that competitive in an already competitive conference in the West with a lot of already two-headed monsters that are far better than them. Um, I think that they're just going to have they're going to be almost in a semi-rebuild, which is unfortunate. And not only that, but they've got to make sure that they repair the Towns relationship. Even though they've drafted, they traded for his best friend, that doesn't mean him and the franchise are now cool. So they've got to make sure that they rectify everything and make sure that they don't. sour anything to make him leave and now you got Russell with no other second guy with him and now you've got to rebuild the draft again so that's my opinion on the thing I like I said I think Wiggins is going to be the one that flourishes the most in this in the long term but it won't be this season of course like we said it's a it's a it's a lost season they ain't going anywhere (laughs) you're just you're basically playing for more ping pong balls at this point so that's pretty much that's pretty much where we're at so I do want to hit uh, one thing that you did say that I do want to bring up I'm going to admit, I think the Warriors obviously are still going to be a better team than the Timberwolves because, well, the Warriors have more. You have Steph Curry, you have a Draymond Green, you have a Clay Thompson, um, and then you're obviously adding Wiggins to that. And then you have um, a few other players. They have a little bit of a bench. Uh, with the Timberwolves, it's basically Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, and then a lot of nothing after that. So, um you know, the Timberwolves are going to have to get better. So I think in terms of next year, you're going to see uh, the Warriors still be a better team than the Timberwolves. 
but I think the Timberwolves are going to be a lot better without Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And I think the Warriors are going to be about the same with Wiggins. And so that's kind of why I say it's D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Um, Team-wise, yeah, Warriors obviously are going to be way better. Let's, I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think you're going to see, you know, I, I listen to Colin Cowherd a lot. and He says, look at what happens to a team after a player leaves. Like when you see LeBron James leaves, I mean, the team, every team that he's left has crumbled and fallen apart um, and has needed years to at least get better. So, you know, I think you're going to see the Timberwolves actually get a lot better um, without Wiggins. And that's just my opinion. So that's what I mean. I'm not saying that the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs over the, over the Warriors. Cause, um, that would be, that'd be a hot take right there, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, no, not, not yet. Not until we <laughs> no. see how it actually turns out. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry. It's a little bit later. Um, but, uh, we wanted to get it right and, uh, make it good and, make it not so long um so but everyone please follow us on facebook twitter and instagram that is at drew code sports talk also subscribe to our youtube channel and subscribe to our podcast which which is also drew code sports talk uh please rate and review on those podcasts whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast please rate and review all those uh everything helps even if it's a Uh, one star or a five star we appreciate everything that you do thank you everyone for listening cody do you have any final words nope if anybody else likes to follow us on just our major platform for podcasts they can go to uh anchor.fm that's where you can find our main page that has all of our other uh it's going to have all of our episodes and it will have all the links to any of the podcast platforms that y'all listen to like what drew just said but you know and everyone just have fun uh enjoy the all-star weekend enjoy the xfl and can't wait to hear you guys tell us what your thoughts were and just follow us on the gram twitter and all that facebook jazz you know yes 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 thank you guys so much so we'll see you next week